Hey, what's up? Just got my flu and COVID shots. You get yours yet? Nah, I don't have insurance. Dude, lots of places have the shots for free. Really? But are they even safe? Yeah, and vaccines help prevent serious illness. I'm not missing out on this season, especially with Nate's party coming up. Okay, okay, I'll get mine too. Shots hurt a little, but missing out hurts a lot. Get your flu and COVID vaccines. Brought to you by Iowa HHS. Muddy Knees Media. Welcome back to the all-new series-linked in association with Paddy Power. I'm TV journalist Emma Bullimore, and as ever, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mark Jeffries from The Mirror. Today, we are joined by legend Carl Pilkington to talk us through his new sitcom and look back at his previous work with the likes of Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. And of course, me and Jeffers won't leave without giving you some top telly tips for the week ahead. You're listening to Series Linked. The podcast for TV fans by TV fans. Jeffers, welcome back. Obviously, I have seen you since the last series, but not in this formal setting with you wearing headphones, which look charming. It's lovely to be back. What have you been up to? What have you been enjoying since we were last here? I mean, looking back, I thought the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special was really, really good. I've been binge watching Succession. That's amazing. I'm not the first person to say that. That's a trendy thing to say, though. I've been watching Only Connect and I'm happy to admit it. They did loads of specials. Uh, Victoria Cora Mitchell dressed up as a Welsh woman for one of them. I can't tell you why, but it was great. Well, and I can top that in terms of embarrassment. I'm watching the second series of You on Netflix, which is terrible, but it's so bad it's good. I can tell you've got a girlfriend now. Right, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Sick of It, written by and starring Carl Pilkington. This is currently on Sky One. Me and Jeffers were lucky enough to catch up with Carl, so here he is. You're listening to Series Linked. Make sure you've subscribed to the channel for the biggest TV interviews and to stay on top of all of the best shows on telly. Carl, it's cool to have you here because you basically invented podcasts with Ricky and Stephen. Like, they weren't a big thing until your podcast. It's weird. I know, I remember that. Because we did radio on XFM and then Ricky and Steve got busy and they were like, they can't commit to being at the station every Saturday. But Ricky had heard about podcasts. I, I had never heard of it. You think it's just another fad. A lot of things come out, don't they? It's like, we're oh, wasting our time here. But yeah, he uh, got that one right. And it was really popular just because there wasn't any others. I think, you know, people had an iPod player, like a podcast player, but didn't have any podcasts. So now there's, there's thousands of them. And wasn't it your idea to say, can we just charge a quid? I know. Yeah, that, I, should, I wish I'd have done it earlier, though. But... Um, <laughs> But you've got to hook people in, haven't you? And then start charging. But I think that was fair. Yeah, I think so. Do you know what I mean? If you're entertaining people, you've got to get something. I think a pound was reasonable. Um, God, it's ages ago, all that now. Well, now you're doing Sick of It. This is series two. Yeah. The first major thing that you've done that you're not yourself on screen. You, you... Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> well, you're acting. It's pretty come close. On. Yeah, it's, it's acting, but it's me being me with some words that I wrote. So, yeah, if that's, if that's acting... Yeah, I'm I'm an actor now. Yeah. It's all I mean, I'm you know, I've just had the screening and people seem to like it. I think I'm happy with it, but it's it's always difficult, you know, when you're in something, you wrote it, you know, it's like you can, it's really hard to judge something you do. I mean, you must have the same thing with whatever you do when you're so involved in it, you can't step back. You know, every little scene that I watch, 
you know, it might take me back to a day when I wasn't that happy. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't happy with the scene. And I remember all the other stuff that was going on that day. So I'm not just watching it like you can, where you're just following a story. I'm I'm sort of remembering everything that was going on sort of behind the camera. And it is a lot of fanning about um, making telly. It, it sort of really surprises me how how it's um, how it's caught on in a way the way how much effort how much work it is to make telly the first time you go on a set it's like how does anything ever get made when a scene has to be repeated and repeated and then yeah. the other angle and- yeah and then you lose i mean that's what being a proper actor is when you can deliver the same lines again and again and again with the same sort of quality and interest and i can't it just starts to become uh, just noise do you know what I mean? So that's why sometimes I like to change it. Now and again, I'd sort of go, can we just change this just because I'm, I'm, I'm sick of saying this? Just tweak it a little bit. And it's good having that freedom, you know, because I'm so involved in it, you know, with Richard, I can, I can do that. Whereas if, as you pointed out in, at the screening, if I was in line of duty, I don't think I could say, listen, can I just uh, got another <laughs> idea? You know, you can't, you can't do that. You've got to do as you're told. So that's why I don't class myself as an actor because I've, I've not done it for someone else. What sparked the initial interest to do this? And obviously we're on series two now, yeah. but it's quite different from your other TV work. What, what, why did you go for this? I think because I couldn't do the other stuff anymore. I mean, everything's got a shelf life, you know, whether it's the radio, podcasts, travel. You just can't, not if you want it to be honest. I mean, Sky would have taken some more. You mean, I'm you, sure you, they would, you mean I, you'd had no, enough? I'd, I just had enough it wasn't having the same effect you know when I think back to what I was like before doing series one of like you know an idiot abroad I hadn't been to these places I was terrified and it's funny how I remember having certain thoughts about places and I was way off for like just wrong about where I was going and and all that but it's amazing how quick you change if you're put in a lot of mad situations it's going to change you it has, it's Steve's, Steve's, you know, Steve Merchant's reason for doing that programme was to broaden my mind. And I was like, what are you talking about? But it does. It really, you know, taking me out of my comfort zone, not being able to walk away like I would with a lot of things in life. I'm stuck there. I remember calling up um, Richard. I was in India, episode two, like trip number two, calling up Richard, calling up my agent, going, I, I don't want to do this. I want, this isn't, I'm, I'm really pissed off and it's not funny. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with this. I didn't know this is what it was going to be like. I'm really ill. I was being sick. I had the shits. The people who were making it were winding me up. And I just was like, I, I want to come home. And I didn't call Ricky because I knew he'd be going, ah, oh, this is great. This, this is, uh, <laughs> he would have loved I it. called, yeah, I called, like I said, I called my agent, called Richard. I spoke to Suzanne and she was just like, look, just... Just do one trip at a time. Because I was going, there's another, like, five of these. I, you know, forget it. And I called my agent. She's going, it's meant to be the seven wonders. You know, you can't just do two wonders. It's the seven <laughs> wonders of the world. I was going, to just give them the money back. I, I don't, I don't want to do it. I'm not happy. You know, I, I, forget it. And it's funny how, like, Suzanne, my girlfriend, was like, just do one at a time. Forget, you, why are you worrying about the other trips now? Just do this, deal with this, and try and enjoy it. Even if you're not happy... Try and enjoy it because it's a. Me- she she knew I'd never go to these places. She'd been around the world a bit with her job. She worked for like BBC Sport and she'd done Olympics and 
World Cups and that. So she'd been to Japan and India and Africa and, and all that lot. But she knew I'd never go to these places. So she was like, look, just do it. You're never going to go there again. You're getting paid. Just get on with it. And um, that sort of helped me out a bit. But my point of all this is, that's how I was at the beginning. By the end, you know, the whole point of the series was sort of phasing me and taking me out of my depth and making me unhappy. And some of the stuff I enjoyed. There was times when Richard, you know, on the trips that he directed, he was shocked at how I was enjoying stuff. And that's going to happen. Now, yeah, you could just go, they pay well, fake it, pretend you're not enjoying it. But I don't think people will believe it. They go, well, why is he getting upset with that? Because he's done it before. And and you do, the more you do something, the more you get used to it. Staying in a shitty hotel room, you know, the first time you kind of, you know, that was me sort of going, so this is what it's going to be like, is it? You know, I'm annoyed that Ricky and Steve are doing this to wind me up. It's not about teaching me about the country. Every aspect of it is going to be crap. And that's what annoyed me. But eventually you go, well, once I close my eyes. I mean, I remember being on a boat on the Yangtze River, ill, fed up. I had the shits. I was sharing a cabin with five Chinese blokes who were all playing music in this room. (laughs) And they weren't even filming. That's the thing. (laughs) This wasn't even for the programme. It was just going on. And everybody else was in the cabin. It's the one I did with Warwick. And he had a nicer room. And I was lying there and I was really like, I don't want to do this. And I I ended up sort of looking at um, photographs of a house that we were buying. At, At the time, when I got back, we were moving. And I was looking at it going, this is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing it. You know, and trying to calm myself down and what have you. Whereas in series one, there'd be none of that. My head was just livid. So it, just each time I just got used to ways of dealing with it. And that's why I can't carry And And to be honest, there's not a shortage of travel programmes, is there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's why they built a, a building another runway, isn't it? <laughs> Heathrow, just for all these celebs, just to make these programmes. So, yeah, I, I've done it. And I'm glad people enjoyed it. And there's some people who, you know, go, oh, you should do that again. You should do more of that. But I know that if I did, they wouldn't enjoy it because it wouldn't be the same. And you've got to know when to go. No, I know you think that, but I'm doing this. And eventually they might get this and then like this. I mean, I remember when we were on XFM and we stopped doing XFM, we did podcasts and some people went, it's not the same. It was better when it was live on the radio. But we did the podcast and people found that and they enjoyed that. And then we did Idiot Abroad. Oh, it's not the same. We pro- do more podcasts. And they're just always one behind. Do you know what I mean? They're always, they always like prefer the thing you've, you did before. So, and I know this is totally different. You know, it is um, for some people who do just want that sort of, oh, look, he's, you know, um, in a mud hut. This is funny. This isn't enough for them. I don't think they'll enjoy it, but... Some will. Some will see that, oh, yeah, it's still what's going on in Carl's head, but it's got a narrative to it. That's what made me do it, I think. Just It feels like proper telly when you're putting work into it. When you're just going away and you're filming stuff that you're doing, it's almost like you're making a home video. You know, It's the sort of stuff people do do now on the iPhones. They make little short films of their holidays and the, the highs and the lows of it. Whereas when you're sat in a room with a blank piece of paper and you know you've got to fill that page and you've got six episodes, it's it's a bit of a mission. And when you, you know, I said to you in there, it's a nightmare because you can write an episode and it seems good and then the next day I get up and we go back in to write again and I look at it 
I don't like this now. I don't like it. And Richard's like, what are you talking about? This is fine. I'm going, uh, maybe that bit, keep that bit, but bin the rest. Because it's that inner self thing that I'm talking about. It, it, I'm always thinking it could be better. It could be better. What's the point of that? Richard would be like, oh, it's, it's funny. And it's like, yeah, but it, what's the point? What's the point in the story? And I like everything to be neat. And it's like a jigsaw in my head. It's like, I want to get from here to there in an interesting way. I want to start somewhere that's a little bit odd and normal, but because of that little weird thing that happened, it leads to something else. That's my favourite thing, coming up with the little seed that just seems like a little everyday problem that everyone can relate to, but how that has a knock-on effect in my life. But it is really relatable because a lot of things you watch and someone's supposed to be lonely, but actually they've got loads of people around them or someone wants to be in a relationship and they're supposedly single, but they've had loads and loads of dates, whereas he's not like that. He's not like that. When he realises that he likes this character in it, it's mainly because in, in one of the earlier episodes, she shows a bit of care. She sort of looks out for him and is there for him and he hasn't had that in his life really. And then he has obviously has these feelings and he's like, all oh, right, do I do I like her then? And in the series and in real life, I'm not the sort of person who's ever just ping ponged about from woman to woman. It's always like, why 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 do I do I like her? You know? Is there more to this? You know, could we get on? You know, does she like me? Or she's just being friendly? It's all that. A lot of people would just go, oh, whatever, just go with her tonight and then see what happens tomorrow and meet someone else. So, yeah, he's questioning everything. And so he thinks he fancies her, but he's not sure. And he's just, it's all that sort of um, anxious, anxiousness of, oh, God, is she the one for me? Does she even like me? You know what I mean? And it's his life, though, the sort of life yours might be if things hadn't worked out with Suzanne, because I sort of wonder that. It feels yeah. like there's lots of things that... people always think oh if you go on the telly you must be quite cocky and um confident and all that and i know me more than anyone it's one of the things that annoys me the most in a way when um people send messages on facebook or talk to me in the street they sort of they think they know me because of all the stuff they've heard and the podcasts and my life stories and everything but it's just like it's a part of me but it's not everything. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what I tried to do in this series, sort of show another side of me. And you're right, it's um, bits of me in there that if I hadn't done the podcast and radio stuff and this telly stuff, it is what my life would have been like, I think. If I don't have someone there who gives me a push, nothing happens. I'm, I'm, the voice in my head is always that thing of, you can't do that. You're not going to be able to do that. When I was younger, it was better. You know, I had a hunger for... Um, I, I wanted to get into radio. That was been the only thing I ever really, really wanted when I was a kid. It was like, that's what I want to do as a job. What I work in radio. And I had loads of energy. and I was determined to do it and to get there. And then once I'd done that, it was kind of like, oh, that's that then. Mm, done that. And then from that, all everything since then has been an accident. Or it's been someone going, why don't you why don't have a go at this? You know, it's someone's opened a door for me and gone, do this. And I've always gone, oh, I don't know about that. Meeting Ricky and Steve, I was only meant to be there on the radio show to play the adverts, to put the songs on, 
that was my job. That's what I was there for. And then, you know, the, talking in between records and they were like, do that, do that, say that. And I'd had a radio show in Manchester and got sacked for sort of talking too much. So I, I was worried about getting involved on air because I'm going to get sacked again. I've got bills to pay. And they were like, it's fine, just do it, do it. You know, we're, we're here, you're not going to get sacked, do it. Talk, talk, talk about it. So again, it was, so that was them making me do it. Then the, the travel stuff came about. Um, there was a few TV things that came up and I was always like, no, no. And they got really close to happening. Then I'd talk myself out of it in meetings at Channel 4 and that. I'd, I'd, I'd be like, no, I'd, I'd, I'd get to the point where they're going, you can have this. This, you know, why do you want this? And I'd, I'd be like, I'd, actually, I thought about it. I don't, I don't. And I'd, I walked out of things and it was Chris, who's one of the producers and that on this. He called me up going, what are you doing? You've just sort of lost us a commission, you dick. I'm like, yeah, but I, d- I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to. It's like, fine. So it's always been like that. I need someone there. So it's been Ricky and Steve. You know, Richard's been good at sort of saying you, you can do it. I had meetings with publishers and you you get put with someone, an editor, who sort of understands where I'm coming from and me worries about doing such a thing. But they're there going, you know, we'll help you out if you hit a wall or anything. So I always need, and Suzanne, you know, a girlfriend, she's always been there sort of going... Look, you're going to do what you want to do, but I think you can do it, so you should just do it. But if you don't, then don't worry about it. Well, you could just sit at home and enjoy yourself. I tried bit. that. I did try that after doing Moaning a Life. That that was the big plan. Just um, house is paid for. That's what I was doing it all for. But it's hard. It's really hard. I know everybody, that's the dream, isn't it? That's what everyone's after. Win the lottery, get the money, and just do nothing. But... You can't just do nothing. It's not good for your head doing nothing. You've got to have something to do. That's kind of what I was saying to you before about how people, you know, suddenly you get a bit of money and it's like you get a cleaner, you get your gardener, get a window cleaner, pay pay, pay everyone to do everything. And then you're just sat there like this useless lump without a purpose. You know, you're here for quite a bit on the planet and you've got to fill that time and you can't... I'm not someone who goes to parties. You know, I'm not the show-busy type. Uh, I like a good meal. I like going out for a, a decent dinner, but not all the time. You get heartburn if you're eating rich food. <laughs> you don't, yeah. You got your balance. Well, again. you enjoy these things less if you do them all the exactly. time. Exactly. You need, you need those ups lows. and downs. You yeah. need the shit things. You need, and and same with holidays. You know, not too many of them. Suzanne would love to go away more than we do, but I'm like, no. Just think about the one we've been on. Just stop <laughs> thinking about the next one. Think about that one we've just done, and you know, just wait. And then when that next one comes, you'll be ready for it. Yeah, the doing nothing thing. You got little jobs around the house, obviously. Just, I mean, what do you think you'd do? Say you won the lottery, would you stop working? Do you think? Well, I think I'd do less work. Yeah, balance. Yeah, balance. So you're not jacking it in. You're no, I'd still do the same. I think I'd still like to do like I, we like doing this podcast. Yeah. I think I'd still do that. Maybe I wouldn't do as much of the writing. Oh, the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's just it, you know. A lot of people just think, oh, chuck it all out. Now and again, you hear about lottery winners, don't you? And they're like, won, you know, 100 million, but no, I'm going to be in the factory on Monday because that's where my friends are and that. And you go, I never used to understand that. But now, you go, do you know what? Spot on. It's like you're happy with your life and now you don't have to worry at night. You know, you can go to bed knowing you can pay the bills. That's as good as it gets. There's a lot of people out there who don't have that, you know, the falling asleep stressed thinking shit you know another bill's come through and i don't know where i'm going to pay it i think if you can get rid of that in your life 
you've got to be happy. That is it. You've made it. I think you must get loads of offers, though, right? You do, I mean, game shows, quiz shows. I bet they've offered you everything. Oh, what you mean, like to the stuff? Yeah, yeah. You get, that. you get that, um, but it's not what I want. I don't want to do it. It's not. It's not me. It sort of annoys me when people send messages on Facebook going, "Go in the jungle," and you're thinking again, you don't know me. There's no way that is me. I love insects for a start. So the way they get treated on that, the way they're standing on them and everything, I'd be, I'd be spending all my time sort of shouting at people, going, you've just stood on a cockroach. Watch where you're fucking walking. You know, I hate that. I hate the way they treat all that stuff. So there's also, you know, stuff like Strictly. I think the people on that are really good. The work that you have to put in week in, week out, you know, that isn't a, a jolly, that. But you've got to be that sort of person who's upbeat you've got to be like you've got to start crying and that if you get if people <laughs> clap and if you don't you seem a bit cocky and stuff so i don't fit into that world but people like you for the way you are and you're i know carl you're a grafter from your family yeah. upbringing and stuff so if you did strictly you would put the hours in wouldn't you i would suzanne would probably like to come on a saturday and, and, well the, listen she's asked me to do it because she really likes it so and you get the invite don't you if you're part of family and it's like sorry there's a lot I'll do for you, but that ain't one of them. We can make this happen next no, year, Carl. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen. And uh, I, I tell you, the, the one thing that I couldn't do on Strictly that I, just isn't me, the way they all get excited about going to Blackpool. <laughs> Have they been? I mean, I, 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 I took Suzanne there on our first date. There's no way I'd be uh, excited about going there again. So... <laughs> Um, it's just not, it's not me. It's not me. So I've always tried to, I never, I never ask what the money is with my agent. When stuff comes in, I go, don't tell me how much it is. Cause I don't want that to cloud me judgment. Do what is it? And most of the time, to be honest, I'm a bit of a control freak. And that's why, you know, doing stuff like the, the writing thing, I'm involved in it. I'm involved from start to finish. And if I'm not happy with something, at least I have a say. You can't, turn up to Strictly and go, I don't fancy doing the uh, Charleston this week. You know, you have to play the game, don't you? I love dancing, but I'm freestyle. <laughs> the whole point of dancing to me is being free and letting my body do what it wants to do. It, it might not want to dance the same way again to that song. It'll want to dance, but it's not going to... You know, when I was telling you about the acting side of things, how my hands move about when I'm talking, and then you've got to try and do that again in a scene because your hands were in. So I, can, I don't know what my body's doing. You know, I kind of can remember a rough bit of what I'm meant to be saying for the script, but what? Well, you know, your, your left hand was in, you were picking this up with your right, and forget it. I I, I, so I haven't that, got that sort of um, control to be able to do that show. What other shows are out there? Um, cooking i mean i love food but i don't want to cook it um <laughs> yeah all of that stuff i don't it's not for me i feel like some of the scenes um yeah. you're talking about how long you've got left tw 20 years of your life left i think we're both in our 40s yeah. whether you you sometimes think about that mortality or like where your place is in the world whether there's a bit of that in this more as i've got older things get me down more and i think that's down to showing more interesting stuff like i say i've changed in the it's been over, it's like 15 years, I think, radio stuff. So I am like different from then. And I never, I used to feel more, a bit more upbeat, I think. Um, and life just, 
it's just the news and everything, isn't it? Everything's, it does get me down. And I know people say, um, I, I'm, a, I'm in, I sort of agree with that ignorance is bliss thing. I know a lot of people don't. But I know personally, I was happier when I knew less. Because a lot of this stuff, you know, I see on the news or you read about, you hear about, it gets you down. But there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can do your little bit, trying to save the planet or whatever. I've got a bag for life. Brilliant. <laughs> but but there's not, you know, there's not much I can do. And yet you just see everything just getting worse and worse. And you just, maybe this is what happens when you get older. Maybe you feel like it's no longer your time on this planet. Everything's changing. You know, there's nothing new. Songs that you, you know, you hear in the charts, you go, why is everyone acting like this? this is cover version, this. I remember the original and it was better. You know, you kind of get older. And you go, I don't want to live to be old. I don't want, even though life is good. I t- you know, I was driving down last night and just driving through Chiswick and there was an Ocado van delivering to a house and there was a little old woman at the door struggling, picking up her potatoes and that. And you'd put them on her. And I looked over and I just was like, she, lo- she looks happy, but I don't want that. I don't want to, I think she lived on her own. You know, you see it and you go, oh, that poor bastard. You know, look at her. Getting on with it, I don't. I don't want that. Susanna, look after you. No, but what happens if she goes first? And I, I hope I go first. I don't want all that. Jeez, but it is on my mind more. Is it the same with you as you get older? Do you think about it more? Yeah, and you're wondering what's there and whether what's to come. And on one of my travels, I met this bloke who did rumpology, where they read your future from your ass. They look at your ass and sort of read your ass crack and that. <laughs> And it was really weird because he said, oh, you're going to go to, uh, you're going to move to Italy. And, <laughs> and it was really weird because I was like, we've talked about that. We're, me and Susanna, we're always watching uh, Place in the Sun, especially the weather at the minute. I don't know if it's climate change or it's just crap weather. It's the winter and it's crap weather. And as you get older, you want to be out more. You want to get fresh air more. Um, and you can't because the weather's garbage. And so it's that thing of, yeah, let's go somewhere drier and warmer. So that's there. But there's always a reason not to do it, isn't there? You know, like when you're younger, you don't, you have an idea and you go, I'm going to do that. I was at the hygienist the other day and the, the young girl working there, she said, oh, it's probably the last time I'm going to see you because uh, I'm moving to the Cayman Islands to do uh, hygienist. And they're like, oh, why? Is it known for that there? You're going to, like, no, but who'd want to be here? Like, it's good weather there, slightly better pay. And it was just good how, it was just like, that's it. She's just gone, I'm going to do it. Whereas... Me and Suzanne, it's like, well, uh, you know, our mums and dads are still around, but how long for? And, you know, if one of them goes, you've got to be here for them. And we've got a cat, haven't we? We took another cat another cat that was wild. We've took that and we've got that responsibility. And, oh, uh, you know, and there's always something else when you get older. There's a reason. You always put up a wall when you're older. And I, so I, who knows if it'll ever happen. You've got to take the cameras if you do move to Italy, though. What another program like a like a Jordan and Pete move abroad? (laughs) No chance. No, all this is over. Then that's just enjoying life. But I'm sure you know nothing's ever perfect. That's something that comes across in Sick of It series two. Is that you have your dreams, but there's always another side to your dream. Do you know what I mean? It's like you think it's everything's going to be amazing, but it isn't. It's impossible. There's always a yin and a yang. Because of the podcast, I've just got to quickly ask, is there any chance you could ever see you guys doing one again for charity or something like that? Or is that moment gone? It could happen. There's no reason why it couldn't. 
all you need. I mean, look how easy it is for us today. Sat in a room with three mics. My worry would be, it's not going to be the same. It just isn't. And I know people go, no, it will. It will, because you're the same. It's like, even like, you know, Ricky isn't sort of fat and just eating cheese anymore. <laughs> he's, he's moved on. I think, you know, vegetarian and that. Steve's joke used to be that he was sort of, you know, single and all that. He's, he's got a nice girlfriend and that now. So uh, all just a dynamic. When we were in the radio, I was always worried when they were talking about stuff and swearing on air because it's like, if, we, if, if I get sacked, I've got, I've got bills to pay. You know, whereas I haven't got that stress there. So it just... Uh, it's the way it is. Stuff can't go on forever, can it? You know, and, and when it does, people get bored anyway. You know, you, Coronation Street or whatever, it goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> and you watch it for a bit. I was at an age where I watched it. I haven't watched it for years and it's still going on. That isn't what I want in life. I don't just want to keep going, well, let's do it because we can. You've got to kind of think. End on a high. Yeah. I mean, maybe a one-off would be interesting, but I know for a fact people who listen to it would be like, well, it's not the same. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I know, yeah, I said it would be. So you're happy now, but never say never. Oh, great to chat to Carl. Series two of Sick of It ends with two episodes this Friday on Sky One at 10 o'clock. And the whole series is available to binge watch on demand and on Now TV. New to Series Link this series, I'm very pleased to say that each week Amy Jones from Paddy Power is going to be joining us, giving us her insider tips based on all the latest telly odds. Thanks for coming in, Amy. No pressure there with insider tips. I'm not saying I definitely know, but I can tell you what people think that they know. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just trying to big you up. So we've been chatting this week about Bake Off. I think quite a surprise, Jefferson at Sandy's said she's leaving yeah there was no rumours of this at all um, I think if you look back on some old interviews she said it wasn't a job for life but apart from that it's, it's quite a shock and yeah it throws up a really good uh, TV role for someone doesn't it I mean she's only done it three years right yeah and the others have all I think signed up for at least another year probably a couple of years I think Prue spoke about wanting to do it as long as marriage I think it's about seven series it's going to be really interesting to see who, who gets a job so Amy who's stepping in well, if our odds are anything to go by, the favourite is Nadia Hussain. She's 6'4". Obviously, she's a former winner. She's been popular since we kind of priced this up. And she's a presenter now. It does seem to make sense. You could see them swapping Sandy for another woman. So, yeah, 6'4 favourite. It's interesting, though, because, I mean, she has done some presenting, Nadia, hasn't she? But she's not funny in the way that Sandy is. Not sure she's quite got that presence or experience. And then she's got to be next to Noel, because as far as we know, Noel's still doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think the other problem is she's not a comedian, is she? Sandy had that presenting background and the comedic background I think it was a perfect mix and she was for me probably the main host of Bake Off as well so it would be big shoes for Nadia to fill I can see I can see why she's top of the market but for me I'm not sure she would be perfect for me someone who jumped out was someone like Jennifer Saunders I mean I think she'd be hard for Channel 4 to get but she would be great what sort of price would she be do you think? Yeah, so Jennifer Saunders is around 16 to 1. I'd seen when I was looking that she presented an episode previously, I think, for Sport Relief. And I think that kind of thing surely would sway producers. They'd be thinking, she's kind of done this before. She knows what she's talking about. It's tough, isn't it? Because with Noel, maybe a male comedian. That's the issue, isn't it? Whether they would have two men. It's not very Channel 4. They're all about diversity. But someone like Joe Lysett, what did you say he was? Joe Lysett, same price as Jennifer, 16 to 1. You could see because he does sewing bits, the same company, you could see him doing it. But I just don't know if they would go away from having a female presenter. I personally would love to see a Mighty Boosh reunion. Julian Barrett, I'm looking at the odds, I think he's about 10 to 1. But I just can't see Channel 4 doing that. For one, it's too niche. You've got to think Bake Off is one of their flagship shows. It's an audience from, you know, 8 to 80. 
and I think it's got to be someone a bit more mainstream. And I think they definitely, personally, I think they will go female as well, just to get that balance so it's two male, two female, including the judges. Who are some of the other female presenters in the running, Amy? Yeah, so the second favourite is Anna Richardson, and she's obviously on Naked Attraction at the minute. And when I was writing about this, I was saying she's swapping bums for buns, which I was quite nice. proud Nice, of. nice, nice. Yeah, quite proud of myself there, but also... You could kind of see that. She's quite funny, she's quite comedic, she's pretty well-known face, really experienced. Uh, Davina McCall's in there at 7-1. to one. There was even a bit of a wild one here which made me laugh. Gemma Collins at 10-1. to one. <laughs> She uh, wouldn't say to the end of the series, that would be the problem. I think there's more chance of me getting than Gemma, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would advise against that bet. But yeah, some of these others you're mentioning, um, Sarah Pascoe I think would be another mm. one, quite a TV favourite, does quite a lot with Channel 4. I've also heard Catherine Ryan mention they may well go with someone who's tried and tested on, on Channel 4 in terms of the audience as well. Yeah. What's the odds for Sarah Pascoe? Sarah Pascoe, she's pretty short. She is 6-1. to one. So, yeah, just behind Anna Richardson. I could, yeah, I could see she's that. She's vegan, though. That's the thing. She's <laughs> vegan and Davina is sugar-free. So I'm not sure they could really convince me. They're like, mmm, yummy, these yeah. nice cakes. I think I'd just feel guilty that... They were obviously hating it, but bringing it to sugar lovers like me. And I think some of them, like, you know, I know we were laughing there about Gemma Collins, and I feel like he is so weird. I adore him for being so weird. But to match somebody up with that is really tough, and to get somebody as funny and that bounces off him, I think that will be a tricky one for them. Join Ruby Walsh, Paddy Power, Tom Nugent, and a whole host of great guests each week on Paddy Power's new racing podcast, From the Horse's Mouth. Tune in for analysis, interviews, and a bit of crack from the greatest trio since the Bee Gees. Ha, 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 ha. From the horse's mouth. From the horse's mouth. Ha, ha, yeah. That's almost it for this episode of Series Linked, but we can't let you go without a couple of recommendations. It's what we do. So, Jeffers, what has caught your eye that's on at the moment? I quite like this Deadwater Fell. It's on Friday nights on Channel 4 at 9 o'clock. Tennant. It's David Tennant, yeah. It feels like if this was on ITV or BBC, it would be a massive hit. People would be talking about it. I feel like because they've shown it at Friday nights at 9 o'clock, it's a bad slot for me. And it, people aren't really talking about it. It's almost finished now. It'll be the third episode this week, th- third of four episodes. And it's a sort of a whodunit with a difference. It's been compared to Broadchurch. It's got David Tennant in it, Kush Jumbo. There's death. There's a big fire. There's a lot of intrigue and I think it's really worth a watch. But what about you, Emma? What's your tip? I am so excited about Picard. This drops tomorrow on Amazon Prime. Uh, And I was a big fan of Star Trek Next Generation. Not all of the Star Treks, but that was a series. Sat and watched it with my dad. It was a big thing for us. Uh, And the fact that Patrick Stewart, not only is Patrick Stewart in it, Data is in it as well. This is very, very exciting. Uh, I've watched the first episode and it's just great. It's epic. It's everything you want it to be. Picard is statesman-like and it's just fantastic uh, so if you like the original and even if you didn't bother watching it I think you can still pick up easily but if you were a fan there's so much there that's nostalgic it's great and I'm not really into Star Trek I never really watched it before is there any chance that I'd be into it that I'd like to watch it yeah I think there is it's certainly rewarding for fans that those characters that you grew up loving it's nostalgic it takes you back there but it's perfectly easy they're starting with a brand new storyline and I think it's very straightforward to pick up if you haven't watched it before alright that sounds good brilliant well thanks Jeffers that's all we've got time for this week this has been the Series Linked podcast in association with Paddy Power and we're so happy to be back if you are as well if you've enjoyed it then go on please leave us a five star rating we would love you forever and if you could write a little review that would be amazing chef's kiss Uh, and make sure you've subscribed so you can catch the next episode when it drops on Thursday morning for now though see you later see you next week
Hey, what's up? Just got my flu and COVID shots. You get yours yet? Nah, I don't have insurance. Dude, lots of places have the shots for free. Really? But are they even safe? Yeah, and vaccines help prevent serious illness. I'm not missing out on this season, especially with Nate's party coming up. Okay, okay, I'll get mine too. Shots hurt a little, but missing out hurts a lot. Get your flu and COVID vaccines. Brought to you by Iowa HHS.